This is Geek Gab with your host, Dornall and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. Geek Gab for Saturday, May 16th, 2020. And I just suddenly realized that, uh, yeah, that my earpieces aren't actually turned on. Is that so? So I can just say whatever I want and you won't hear me. Seems pretty good. I, I'm getting myself only through myself and not through the microphone. I don't know if that's normal. Uh, that I don't know. That doesn't sound normal. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I have a uh, I have a voice that I could hear myself through several feet of concrete, but uh, it sounds really weird because that's not how I normally hear myself. There we go. Oh, I figured out what it was. These earphones, I got a pair of Apple AirPods. They have really, really good noise cancellation. Oh, so that, that explains so why you wouldn't hear yourself. Yeah. <laughs> they, they cancel my noise. High five myself. That was awesome. Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, I could be... And I have tried this. I've literally been shaving with an electric razor. And those are pretty loud. Usually you can't hear anything. But when I've got my headphones on and I turn on noise reduction, it's reduced to this little hiss in the environment. That's a great experiment to test the noise cancellation feature. Wow. So when I have noise cancellation on, it... Uh, the microphone, the sound system in the computer may be sending it back through the headphones, but the headphones are already canceling the noise of the ambient noise of my own voice. So it just eliminates all that. That's wow. That was weird. Okay. I'm glad I turned that off, man. <laughs> I thought I was going deaf for a second. I'm like getting ready to snap my fingers in my ear. Like old man, old man. Hello. All right. Hey, speaking of speaking of old man, it's it's tough to have a birthday uh, during the <laughs> lockdown. Yes, you had a birthday this last week. Yeah, I had, I had a birth, I had a birthday this week, and it was nice. You know, had my dad here, talked to friends online and on the phone, and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I've never been one for big birthday celebrations, but it was a little disappointing to not be able to go out and celebrate. And I would like to let the audience know that uh, I called John on his real birthday. <laughs> All right, not the fake one, the real one. Hey, thanks, Mega Buster Shepherd. It's good to see you and everybody else in chat hanging out with Simon Hogwood, Jackson Anderson, Bradford Walker right now. Oh, you're getting good at that, man. Hey, man. Um, we've been doing it for years now. I'm trying really really hard to come up with a clever like transition no no there's no clever transitions today hey uh, i've got something for you what's up how was your week Ooh. did you do anything else besides your birthday though uh more the same i had a nice 
rousing session of Streets of Rage 4 with my brother online. Again, tons of fun. Great game. I've got the soundtrack on loop in my head right now. It's it's great. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the usual board games, RPGs. I, actually, I was a, a little sad uh, because my buddy is running uh, a great Dungeons & Dragons game on Roll20. And uh, I was just so tired on my birthday. I was like, nah, guys, let's do it tomorrow. So I missed out on that. Uh, but we played the day, night after. It's awesome. <clears throat> uh, uh, speaking of soundtracks, I uh, just... Somebody mentioned in a YouTube video the Batman... That's the 1989 Batman soundtrack by Prince... And so I went and went on Apple Music and downloaded that for free and uh, have been listening to that two or three times in the past week or two. Um, And it's good, but not great. Good, but not great. Um, Yeah. Well, which is surprising coming out of Prince that that guy was prolific and he he does a lot of good stuff. I did. I say. uh, And it's got some really good songs on there. Uh, and and one of the songs has just. Uh, but they only played one ner- during the film, right? I only remember the one from the parade. Yeah, trust. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Interesting. Um, and they made a couple of others into like music videos and stuff. Um, so there's a a quote that just so sums up the politics of today. Um, And it basically, uh, in the lyrics it goes, if you're going to convict me for what goes on in my mind, um, give me the electric chair for all my future crimes. Oh, I like it. Um. And it means something completely different in the song. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, once I heard that, I'm like, that is so, so like now, because that's what we're doing to people. Deep. Do you see that right there? Deep. I, I was lost. I you almost stunned me because I was lost in the depths of that revelation. Of that Prince song, right? Yeah. Hey man, he he was a uh, uh, he was one of a kind. What can I say? Um, <clears throat> oh, do you, do, really? In the in the song, he's talking about a guy uh, in a store uh, who's completely lusting over this woman in the store, and so he's talking about all these like X-rated fantasies he's having. So it's not actually <laughs> deeper <laughs> political. Because Prince is Prince. I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Yeah, but I, yeah. He, he's the only guy who could. That. He's the only guy who could sing in a falsetto like that and and wear weird makeup and costumes, very effeminate, and yet get all the women he ever wanted. <laughs> very impressive. Very impressive. Oh, uh, DJ, um, I want to address DJ, DJ in the chat. Yeah, I'm, I got sick of the having the little video game character next to Daddy Warpig's wonderfully, be- lovingly crafted uh, visage here. So I switched to a proper photo of myself. Um, 
Oh, as oh, are you talking uh, Mega Buster Shepard asking about the Streets of Rage online? It's good enough. It's it's great to play online, and it keeps the it keeps the client in sync. But the that means that occasionally we'll get a latency spike, and uh, which is fine. Uh, but sometimes uh, I wasn't the one hosting the game, so I had a couple of frustrating moments where I basically got punched in the face uh, by latency, uh, which. Eh, you kind of have to accept that when playing online, uh, but it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Don't skip the game because of that. It's it's great. Uh, the online is great. Uh, we we did have we only had after in a t- grand total of like eight hours of play over two sessions, we only had one disconnection. The game dropped once. There, that's all I got. I don't have deep thoughts about multiplayer because I avoid multiplayer like the plague. You know, I you know, couch co-op is my favorite thing. If you want to, you want to talk about uh, fun and you want to talk about nostalgia, nothing beats couch co-op. But online multiplayer is you have to temper your expectations. I avoided I avoided PvP in World of Warcraft for for those reasons you know latency problems even if it's even if it's objectively a good game uh, it's just i'm not going to i'm not going to lose because of of latency and same thing playing fighting games online i tried playing street fighter online and uh, i when i realized that i only beat this guy is because latency made him stand there for an extra 10 frames so i could spinning pile driver him i was like that 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 didn't feel like a good victory. I'm I'm signing off for now. Uh, but I mean, yeah. obviously, with the popularity of multiplayer online, it's it's massively popular, and and especially especially MOBAs um, and shooters like Fortnite. You know, they they're they've handled those problems. I'm not saying that it isn't frustrating to deal with latency sometimes, but if you've got a if you've got a low ping and uh, and you you're all playing those online games. You're competitive. My the internet provider here in Utah has available great speed, just great speed. But it's uh, it's latency is just for crap. I mean, I have never seen anything lower than fifty milliseconds. Um. And they also fake. They have a database of all of those internet speed test sites, and they fake all of them. So you never know exactly how, uh, what their stats are, because uh, they lie to you. But I've got a VPN, so I can... Uh, so it measures a whole bunch of latency to a bunch of their servers across the country and across the world so i can see what that looks like and then i also have the you know i can run old-fashioned uh internet command line commands and run ping and see what you know latency to various sites i pick are um normal people would be pushing it just to run the uh speed test websites but man it's so it's just really fast for downloads and stuff. So streaming works incredibly well, but gaming is just fudged to pieces. 
Yeah. That's, uh, that's... I, 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 don't, I don't understand why people like it so much, though. Uh, in games where it's not a huge deal, like uh, MOBAs, that's, that's pretty good. Except at high levels. Are MOBAs typically turn-based? No, they're uh, they're real time, and ping matters. Ping matters a lot, but there's enough. Uh, first of all, there most people who play them are terrible, just awful, because to play at a high level requires it does require low latency. It also requires high actions per minute and a lot of skill and knowledge and practice. It just it takes a lot of hours to get good at League of Legends, but. There's enough macro play where, you know, if you're in the right position in, in the game at the right time, doing the right thing, you're, you're maximizing your team's chances of winning, right? And, it, you're, you know, and your, your awareness of the game and the situation is high enough that you save yourself from getting uh, jumped from a bush, right? You're going to have a good time. You're going to be able to help your team win. Um where the latency really makes it difficult is uh, in those team fight situations where you've got, you know, you know, six to 10 people on the screen at the same time. And you're all sort of jockeying for position and, and trying to get off your shots and, and, you know, trap or kill the other team members. It's uh, that's when your micro skills are really important. Your ability to, see things and react to them in time as well as the latency to actually make your clicks matter that's so at high level play it really matters but i mean you you can play these games uh, at a reasonable level without it did that make sense or am i just caffeinated no no that right made now? a lot of sense because right. in my mind i'm comparing it to uh, starcraft yes yeah and and yeah still stark it is in fact i think uh, Here's of the Storm was just a MOBA built on the StarCraft II engine. Um, because, uh, you know, when you're playing Zerg, pretty much all their functions are done for you in StarCraft, not StarCraft II, as far as I know. They're done automatically. You don't have to... Um, you don't have to micromanage unit, whereas if you're a Terran... You have to do a lot of, uh, you know, micro stuff, and it just means that Terrans have a big, they have a big uh, deficit when it comes from when it comes to playing in tournaments and stuff. It matters a lot. Uh, you just have a lot higher load, and that's why Terran players, at least according to this article uh, that I read, um, talking about tournament play and stuff, why Zerg players usually. Uh, were coming out on top in tournaments, and Terran players just weren't. Interesting. Um, so yeah, when you're talking about having to, you know, having to do all those micro moves to take a take advantage of specific abilities in the middle of battle, I'm, I'm thinking of using Terrans. You know, because in order to say repair something, you have to select the uh, the little SCVs and, and assign them to a turret. You have to, um, you know, bunker up your troops or pop them out of a bunker uh, if you need to. You have to, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you have to do that you don't really have to make uh, make as many choices 
and control as many small numbers of units as you do with, say, Zerg. Yep. So I don't know what I'm saying. I don't, don't like um, playing the Terran army. I do. But, man, uh, you just have to be on the ball and ready to make your decisions quickly. Um, was StarCraft II the last good game to come out of Blizzard? Great question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the relative release dates, but on release, Hearthstone was great, and so StarCraft II is definitely better than Diablo Three. Was not a good game. No. And Overwatch was Overwatch is decent. It's sort of a. It overwatches to Team Fortress 2 the same way Heroes of the Storm is to League of Legends. Sort of the Blizzard uh, version of it. It made it a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, StarCraft 2 is uh, uh, widely regarded as a high-quality game. So is Overwatch. But, yeah. Yeah, probably, probably StarCraft 2. Even though I, I enjoyed Hearthstone, I enjoyed uh, Heroes of the Storm. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, Act, Activision, Activision's been just run right over that, run roughshod over that company. Well, and all the people who made it great have left. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, Still, as a result of the yeah, they did that horrible remake of Warcraft Three. Oh, is it bad? Uh, yeah. Plus, they lied about all the things they were going to do to make it better. Um, and apparently they attached it to a to a bad backend for uh, multiplayer maps, and then made that mandatory for all the people who had the original Warcraft Three from around two thousand or so, and. And so they retroactively made the original game worse when they released the remake, hmm. which is quite a feat to reach backward in time and ruin the original game that they were remastering. Um, and they just announced they're remaking, remastering whatever Diablo 2. So oh, yeah, because they... Because Diablo three was so bad, like we're gonna everybody remembers Diablo two so fondly. Let's mess with that. Yeah, and you know, I I saw the news announcement on Twitter, and there were a ton of people in the comments going, "Yay! Oh, I'm so excited! HD graphics!" And I'm just looking at it. It wasn't even with dread. It was just like this weary resignation. It's like I've already given up on Blizzard. You know. Yeah. All this stuff with the mobile game and attacking their own community and, you know, just reams of mismanagement. and Yeah, I think the, the fans have almost completed the transformation of Blizzard into a skin suit. So, this yeah. is a shame. 
I'm like, they're going to screw it up just like they screwed up Warcraft 3 Remastered, and I'm I'm done. That's I'm a shame. Blizzard anymore. Because the, the actual Blizzard... See, that's the thing. Companies aren't magic. A company isn't a person. It's just a collection of people. And if you took a company and took away all the people that made it great and brought in a bunch of nincompoops, then that company's going to go to crap. And so way too many people seem to treat companies like they're like they're an organism, right? Like they're persistent living being. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just not true. Uh, any organism can go to crap overnight if you replace uh, the key people at the company. So the blizzard that was the powerhouse with the original Warcraft and, and the original Diablo uh, and then Warcraft 2 and Diablo 2 and StarCraft doesn't it literally doesn't exist anymore because all of those people that made it great are gone so there's nothing you can do about it now everybody's left they just have the ip rights and they're making terrible games yeah it's just a it's just a tarnished brand now i mean i play a game called State of Decay 2 and I really enjoy the game but at the same time the people who make it cannot code a 3D engine to save their lives Oof. and I'm not saying they're bad people I'm just saying man they try hard they put out a lot of content updates they put out a lot of bug fixes, but their game still is uh, buggy as hell. <laughs> and I put up with it because I like the game, but yeah, they're just really, really can't code. I mean, they're running on the same platform as GTA 5 with a much, much, much smaller world than GTA 5. I mean, I'm going to say like less than 10% of GTA 5's map. And yet when you're driving fast through the... It's an open world game. So when you're driving fast through the open world game, um, you frequently hit significant lag... Uh, when it's trying to stream from the disc, and I'm like, guys, this is just not acceptable uh, on a current generation console. Um, but that's what I mean. I mean, if you put those guys in charge of Blizzard, all of a sudden all their games would be crap. And with Bethesda, all their games were always buggy and stuff, but they just managed to uh, have enough good stuff in the games that people were willing to overlook it, and now people aren't anymore. 
Did you ever play Morrowind? Sure, for a few minutes. Man, I hate those games. Go on. <laughs> Apparently, they have Morrowind on your phone now. <laughs> I don't even know how it's playable on the phone. I don't know what the control scheme is, but... Why would you even want to? I just I remember all the tales of people saying, "All right, what you want to do in Morrowind is make sure to close all the doors, otherwise it'll corrupt your game safe." And I was like, "That seems like a fairly significant bug to me. <laughs> Don't leave doors open, or it'll destroy your save." And uh, That sounds like something that probably ought to should have been fixed somewhere along the line. But yeah, maybe. I, I'm just wondering if that's the case now on the phone too. <laughs> Closing the doors or it'll kill your phone. <laughs> All right. Well, we have. Uh, I think we've covered the topic of video games thoroughly this week. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> what you, What else did you do this week? Um, I watched some bad movies that I still were weirdly endearing despite that. Oh, yeah? I, think I finally figured out why. Why? Last night at like 3 a.m. while I was working. Um... So let me back up. This week, um, I watched The Toxic Avenger for the very first time, The Class of Newcomb High for the very first time, and I also watched Zombie. Island Massacre. Uh, Those are great names. Those are great titles. The first two movies are made by a studio called Troma, and we'll discuss those in a sec. The third movie was not made by Troma, but uh, since 2004, it's been distributed by Troma, so it's now got the trauma name at the beginning of the credits, which is what I was watching the movie, and it made I saw the trauma name and I thought, oh yeah, I haven't ever seen any of those movies, so let me go see those. And yeah, if we see three of them, that'll make a theme for a show. Let's do it. <laughs> and then my called up John on his birthday. <laughs> And said, hey, I just watched these bad movies. Do you want to watch these bad movies and we'll talk about them for the show? <laughs> wow, you did. And I so, tried, man. I tried. But you didn't watch the last two. No, I was uh, I watched Zombie Island Massacre. It was it was awesome, and uh, but that, that was all I could. That was all I could stomach. 
Because I would really have loved to see your to hear your opinion on on uh, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. That's a famous one. I actually do have some old memories of watching it on TV. Over the top uh, violence and the hilarious costume of the guy. You know, wearing the big rubber mask where his face was melted by toxic waste and he's carrying a broom around. That's a classic, man. Um, so do we have, if we have any trauma fans in the audience or people who have seen those movies, drop a, um, drop the beat. Yeah. Drop it. Drop a comment in the, uh, in the chat there. Um, let's talk about Zombie Island Massacre. So that's the first one I saw. Um, and that's what caused me to go see the other two. Um, and you said it was, uh, was schlock. <clears throat> Dude, it was great. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it. I don't know, man. It's, it's what you want out of a B horror movie. Yeah. I really, really, Um, it was it was entertaining, right? And and that's it's it's quirks and faults were amusing and charming. Yeah, it was not a okay. Yeah, so it's a low budget movie. They couldn't afford to hire the best actors in the world, <laughs> but the actors they did hire had a lot of character. Uh huh. And and they had personality, they had physically distinctive looks, and all the characters had, you know, they were very distinct because you had the tough guy from the Bronx uh, or from New York or wherever he was supposed to be from. You had the old man with his kind of weird mustache. Um, you had the you know, stalwart, good-looking guy with a tan. Um, and you had Joe. I mean... Joe. Joe was awesome. Joe was awesome. <laughs> I love Joe. Joe was the greatest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was so scene. much fun. It was, yeah, the cast was fun. They were interesting to listen to. Um they just did it, and and I guess in my mind, I'm comparing this to a lot of the casts I see in horror movies today, like the teenagers they get to fill horror movies. Uh huh. Well, just... and that's what makes that's what makes the script so much fun because it's it's a classic horror movie setup where a bunch of couples are going on uh, are, are on a romantic getaway in the Caribbean. And they all gather for a tour of this island, you know, where they, and they see some, you know, they see some crazy voodoo rituals and stuff, but it's not a bunch of teenagers in a cabin. It's, it's kind of the same setup, only it's a bunch of couples. Uh, some of them are young and some of them are a little older. And so you get this fun cast of characters. Um, and they're, I just really enjoyed it. It was they worked hard. You could tell that every minute of this making the script and shooting 
and everything, they were trying to make it as entertaining as they could. Yeah. That was their sole goal. I and mean, that's really, you know, I don't know. It, it really is. All of their, all of the things that make it bad have to do with the actual production, right? Some of the, some of the acting was awkward. The action, actually the, the action shots are terrible. I, uh, the I don't know what what they were doing when they were shooting and editing that, but uh, the 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 fights felt really awkward. Maybe it was just me, but they were supposed to mimic the sort of frantic, scary chaos of being attacked by you know a monster or an unknown assailant, and uh, and and even in the one proper fight scene where one of them's fighting back with a machete, it's like it's it's hard to follow the action. That's my big. That's the only thing that wasn't enjoyable. Right, everything, but the script was actually really cool, and the characters were fun and engaging, and they all had, like you said, they all had these big personalities that you could rapidly identify with, yeah. or at least identify. What I thought when I was watching that movie is, if you could get actors, uh who had that distinct an appearance and a sound who could fill the shoes of those personalities. Um, you could remake that movie as a really, really awesome movie today. For sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it, well, they call them character actors, right? It, it was yeah. like a, it was a whole cast of character actors. Um, it, Cause it, the script, the story ideas and how they put them together and what happened is actually a really solid story. Mm -hmm. It's got a fun twist at the end, too. Yes. Um, I just really enjoyed it. It was, And that's the thing. It was far more entertaining and had a far better story than I ever imagined going into it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and it's... I, I suppose I should explain that a little more for uh, anybody listening, in case you're interested. Yeah, it's a standard horror movie setup. These, all these people go to the island and and they they witness a horrible voodoo ritual, and then something starts killing them off one by one. So there it is. It's you know what is it? Ten little Indians or something? Just uh, and they're trying to figure out what's what's happening and trying to survive the night. It's it's awesome. It's great. And yeah, Joe's the best. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't like our square-jawed, uh, super-competent tan guy until, uh, and this is spoiler alert because 70s, uh, until he tied the cravat. As soon as he tied the cravat, I was like, oh, this is the man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's going to make it all the way, isn't he? Um, Heck yeah. It's good stuff. It's good. It really was. It really was. I, I, I hit my lid after it, but... Uh, they they obviously had so much fun making it and 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 uh, I think you can tell. So I I don't know. There isn't a whole lot more you can say about the plot without just spoiling. Oh yeah, and, and and I would I would totally spoil it. But you know what? Troma's Troma's showing it live on or free on YouTube. Just just watch it on YouTube. It's not even an hour and a half long. Uh, Go ahead and check it out. Uh, grab some popcorn. Get your buddies in on a Zoom meeting. 
talk some trash and and watch this movie. It's it's a good hour and a half of of uh, nonsense horror fun. So that's Zombie Island Massacre. Far far better than I thought it would be. Just made to entertain the audience. Um, and it's it's not it's being distributed by trauma, so it's not a trauma movie. So it's not something like Toxic Avenger, and I'm not putting down Toxic Avenger or Class of Newcomb High or whatever, but it's not your it, typical trauma fare. It's a solid '70s horror movie thriller, and yeah, Joe's well, it, keep an eye out for Joe. <laughs> keep an eye out for Joe. Watch out. It, it, and let's talk about the trauma tropes, right? Because because trauma isn't about that sort of suspenseful horror. And th- don't get me wrong, there is hilarious cheesy gore in Zombie Island Massacre, especially the final death. Absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I tried not to laugh at the well. Anyway. But the traumas, trauma shtick is like the Toxic Avenger, where they go heavy on the weird monster costumes and over-the-top gore and blood, right? Yeah. Um, so which, which one do you want to talk about first? Toxic Avenger. Oh, classic. Um, so there's this 98-pound weakling uh, named Melvin. And he works at the local gym and all the big, big uh, muscly guys and gals. Although really it's only four of them. When you read like the um, description of it, they say all of them are picking on them, but really it's only four of them. Okay. Uh, That you see picking on him. Two couples. And he is clumsy as I'll get out. He's not that bright. He's a super geek. Um, And his life, I don't know. He's not even sad in his life because he's just really oblivious. And he's just a good-hearted guy. And he's trying to do the best he can. But he makes all kinds of mistakes, and he really irritates people. And Tromaville, which is the city that they're in, <laughs> is uh, has a population of 15,000. It's pretty small. And it's the toxic waste dumping capital of the world. <laughs> um, and at one point, two drivers who are hauling open barrels, not closed barrels, but open barrels of toxic waste through the town stop near the gym to get high. And Melvin has done some bad, or has uh, annoyed these two psychopaths, 
Well, actually, all four of them are psychopaths. And you find that out during the course of the movie. And so they go running. They run a, a prank on him. And he's so embarrassed, he runs upstairs and jumps out of a window. And immediately below him is one of these open barrels of toxic waste. <laughs> so he does a head dive right into the barrel of toxic waste. And it turns him into the Toxic Avenger, who is the superhero that Tromaville deserves. Um, and from then on in, he fights crime in a really bloody <laughs> There's a lot of over-the-top violence. Um, uh, there's quite a bit of nudity in the picture. These are called exploitation movies. Uh, a lot of violence. Uh, now, we're not talking like showgirls uh, amounts of nudity. Although I've never seen the showgirls, I'm only going by its reputation. Um, and he goes around dispensing justice to all the evildoers in Tromaville. Uh, and most of them don't survive the justice. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of justice. That kind of justice. <laughs> Just this where the people who were in charge of special effects had to had to mix up a lot of red. A lot of uh, red fluid to a lot, a lot of corn syrup and red food dye, huh? <laughs> yep. That kind of justice. So I, the movie is bad. I'm not gonna lie. But it's bad in this really endearing way. It just, how, how is it? How is it bad? I mean, because uh, it's fun to watch over-the-top violence with blood and gore and stuff like that and sort of a, you know, clap your hands kind of way. But, but what's bad about it? Well, the acting is rough in a lot of places. Um, it's way, way... You know, okay, this isn't bad per se. I'm, I'm just saying things that they come to me. Um, the acting is way, way over the top because the movie is way, way over the top. Lloyd Kaufman, who is one of the two producers who founded Troma, who directed the movie, um, he likes over the top, like exaggerated result, uh, exaggerated. Um, acting and exaggerated events. So, you know, he, he doesn't like people to say, oh, we're going to die in kind of a 
in, in kind of a normal, like, screamy voice, he wants the actor to wave their hands over their head and scream, Oh, we're gonna die! Oh, no, this is now! We're dying! We're all dying! <laughs> On purpose. It's not that that's bad acting by an actor who could do it a different way, who could read the line a different way, who can make a, you know make a different movie. That's the movie he wants to make. So that's not bad. You can't really say that's bad. That's exactly the way he wants to make the movie. So that's just kind of his style. You know, it's a stylistic choice. Um, and so everything in the Toxic Avenger is like that. The costumes are like that. The characters are like that. Uh, the events are like that. Toxic Avenger himself is like that. Um, everything is over the top. Toxic Avenger gets this girlfriend at one point in the movie who's a blind lady that he saves from some crooks. Um, in a really brilliant fight scene. There's actually a really brilliant fight scene. And I mean, in terms of like an interesting fight scene with decent fight choreography that I really enjoyed. It's not John Wick, but it was fun. It was a fun fight scene. Um, at a at a Mexican restaurant with uh, Japanese weapons on the walls. Uh, that the bad guys pull off and try to attack. Um try to attack Toxie with. Uh, and he kills somebody by locking their hand inside French fry, uh, the French fry uh, baskets, and then pushing the baskets down into the oil so the guy's hand get fried. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that scene. <laughs> Um, and I didn't check this on IMDb, but uh, Sam Witwer, uh, who's an actor, uh, like a, a major actor, I think he was in that scene. He's a criminal. So those three criminals are going to assault this blind woman in the restaurant. And Toxie, that's the nickname for the Toxic Avenger that Troma and all the fans use. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll hang with that. Toxie comes in, gets all the other hostage out, messes these guys up, kills them, and saves this blind lady. And she becomes his girlfriend for the rest of the movie. Um, and they play up Really, really, really how klutzy she is. It isn't just that she's blind. She is really, really uh, clumsy. Just, and they play it for laughs. Now, here's a mantra I have to use a lot. But you couldn't get away with that nowadays. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, uh, to make fun of a blind person? Oh, 
That's problematic. Which is just nonsense. Problematic. What is this garbage people are into? It's all problematic. You know what? Maybe maybe not for Hollywood releases. Maybe not for Hollywood releases. But I bet you can still find that humor online everywhere. I, I I get the impression that uh, that B movie makers for years have been using small film festivals like the Bone Bat Festival and uh, streaming services to get the product out, where it's not low rent theaters and VHS tapes anymore. That's just oh. pure. That's just pure educated guess. By the way, though, I, I also watched a fourth, fourth movie I didn't tell you about. There's a documentary called Welcome to Tromaville that's all about uh, Kaufman and how he set up the studio and everything. And I watched that last night. So any of the uh, any of the details I'm giving uh, about behind the scenes and stuff come from watching that documentary last night. Cool. Um, so here's some interesting facts about Troma. Uh, you're talking about small film festivals and stuff. Matt Parker, uh, or Trey Parker and Matt Stone, Matt Parker, Trey Stone. I get those mixed up all the time. The guys who make South Park. Yeah. They Matt. got their start at Troma. Really? They, That's called, they made hilarious. A, they made a movie called Cannibal the Music Video, or Cannibal <laughs> the Musical, and Troma distributed it. <laughs> they would. Um, and South Park, they came to South Park, uh, came to Troma with South Park, and uh, Troma had the first chance to fund South Park and make it and make money off of it. But uh, Lloyd Kaufman insisted uh, that they name it Tromaville instead of South Park, and so he lost that chance. But... Yep, right at the beginning. Their very first gig was uh, was with Troma. So, legends in the industry. Um, I mean, you have B-movie kings like John Carpenter, like B-movie auteur, um, who did Halloween, and he did uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He did Escape from New York. Uh and just on and on. And then one step below that is Corman, uh, who did a ton of B-movies, um, Death Race 2000, and on and on that had lots and lots of violence and lots and lots of nudity. And then one step below Corman, with even cheaper budgets, um, is Troma. And I'm not saying that to put them down. Because um, they've been very successful over 42 uh, years when the documentary was made. And they made a ton of movies. And they've distributed a ton of movies. Um, and The Toxic Avenger is endearing because it's sincere. One, they are sincerely trying to entertain the audience as best they can. It's not a cynical movie. It's not a cash grab movie. It's not a movie where 
all the people involved think that it's stupid. It's over the top because Lloyd likes over the top movies. He's not doing it because he thinks it's stupid script and a stupid idea. Um, he's doing it because he thinks it's fun and it's satirical and it's turned up to 11 um, for all those reasons. And he wants to entertain the audience um, and just have a great and fun movie. Um, and that's why it's endearing is yes, the story is really, really weird and way over the top. Uh, it turns out that the two guys who are, and this is kind of a spoiler for like a almost 40 year old movie. So if you haven't seen it in 40 years, you know, go see it. Why not? It's, you know, it's like an hour and a half of your time. <laughs> like something you can stomach uh, or even really, really enjoy. Um, so it turns out that these guys who pulled the prank on him are actual psychopaths. They go out at night in their car and find people to run down. They hit them with their car and run them over and keep track of the points. <laughs> and one of the scenes has them hitting a, there's a 10-year-old kid, 10, 10-year-old kid riding a bike at night and they hit him with a car. Oh, no. So these are evil people. Um... And maybe this is a movie for like people in their twenties um, or so, because one of the actors uh, in this documentary said, you know, they didn't bother me when we made it, but like uh, I got married and I had kids and like, I saw the scene I did like 20 years later and it really hit me because now I had kids and I'm like, we're running over a 10 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. That doesn't sound pleasant. Oh, no. Did we lose you? I'm just thinking. It didn't really bother me. Because it's so over the top, the movie is so cartoonish, it isn't real on that level. I mean, if it was like... That's the only way to do it. Like seven. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have been just chilling beyond belief and probably would have killed the movie. But in The Toxic Avenger, it's just it's just so ridiculous. The whole movie is you can't take it seriously. Good. Like, he throws a criminal into a trash can and then pounds on him in the net. Just pounds on so many times, but it's it, it's almost like Home Alone. Sure, it's like watching a Looney Tunes cartoon, right? Well, that's fair. So it's not meant to be taken literally one hundred percent seriously. Um, 
I mean, but the you knew that. Isn't. I mean, you knew that because you were watching a film called The Toxic Avenger. You knew you knew not to take this seriously. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. I honestly don't know that I would watch it again. But then again, I'm getting to that age where you start to realize you don't have time to watch everything four or five times like you did when you were a kid. <laughs> um, time's running out, man. <laughs> I don't have time to watch everything again and again. I watch it once. I'm lucky. It's, this is why I usually watch everything once. I, I don't get enough out of the second viewing to watch it. Though, if you want any explanation for why I'm I'm the way I am, when I was a kid, we watched The Terminator over and over and over again. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, me, and my brother, and 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 a friend from down the street, we'd we'd pop that in after school and and laugh along at all the gratuitous violence. Uh, I have seen The Terminator several times. Yeah, you know what's one of my favorite movies from the '80s? RoboCop. Oh, that's a great film. See, if you had RoboCop run over a 10-year-old kid, or, or, you know, characters, Clarence, whoever, and RoboCop. Red, yeah, Red Foreman, yeah. You you just, that would have been just, ah! Right. Because like, that he, he, is meant. He already is evil. And then you have him run over the kid, and you're like, oh, oh. So, all right, let's get to the class of Nukem High. Oh, yeah? Somebody has built a nuclear power plant 250 feet from a, the high school in Tromaville. Um, Tromaville is a dangerous place to live. Yeah. Tr <laughs> Tromaville is, is uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Tromaville. Um, and this nuclear power plant leaks. And it has changed the entire honors society into a band of, it's made them crazy. They're now a street gang called the Cretans or Cretans. Uh, and they're basically, you know, punks. I'm talking 1980s punks, leather jackets, collars, but they're all like nuts. Like one of the women in there has a Hitler mustache and one of the men grew breasts and, you know, <laughs> others of them grew big and strong and muscular. Uh, it has some of the same actors as were in uh, the, the Toxic Avenger and such. So the Cretans sell weed that they source from a worker at the power plant. He grows weed in a uh, in a portion of the power plant that nobody else can get to because it's locked off. You're not supposed to be there at all. And this weed um, one day gets contaminated with nuclear waste, not toxic chemicals. Nuclear waste. And so they take the nuclear waste marijuana um, and sell it to people at the school. 
they call it a nuclear high. They say it's going to get you higher than anything else. And they charge $10 for a joint, which in, you know, the 1980s is a huge amount of money for a single joint. And two kids who are dating each other, good, all-American, good-looking preppy kids, they smoke this joint. It makes them really, really high and really, really um, enthusiastic about certain physical activities. Mm-hmm. Insert PSA here. Um, and the girl gets pregnant and comes to term the very next day. Huh. And throws up this tiny two-inch worm who's their kid into the toilet. And it gets flushed into the pipes of the school. And it grows into this huge monster that terrorizes the school. And the two kids uh, have to fight their offspring uh, in order to save everyone at the school. Class of Nukem High. Um, once again, it's funny. I got a lot of, I, I'm hanging my head in shame. You can't see this. (laughs) And I didn't do this on purpose. This wasn't a bit. I just, I thought of saying this next line that I'm going to say. And I just, I hung my head in shame. I'm like, I had fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, it's not a movie I would watch again but i've got uh toxic avenger had three sequels so there's a total of four movies nukem high had two more sequels had two sequels and then they've made some more sequels really recently um and i've got those queued up uh you can watch all of these on amazon prime video for free so all the toxic avengers and the first three um, Nukem High movie. You can watch them on Amazon Prime for free. Um, so I have those queued up to watch at some point. So I'm not going to watch them again, but I have the sequels queued up to watch, so that tells you something. It's over-the-top, satirical, violent, nudity, schlock. And I enjoyed them. They're silly. They're stupid in a lot of ways, but you know what man. it sounds like. You know what it sounds like. What? An, in, an indulgence. It sounds like you know what. I'm gonna go. It's my birthday. I'm gonna go eat some junk food, or I'm gonna go <laughs> sit. I'm gonna go sit down and watch this this cheesy, over the top, violent. Crap, cheesy, and, and, and word. cheesy. I'm just gonna enjoy myself. It sounds like an indulgence, but they're all just made to be entertaining. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Lloyd Kaufman, he made this 
movie because he wanted to satirize some things. Um, but he always made them to be entertaining first. Like there was literally a place where somebody was building a nuclear power plant co close to New York and he read the news story about it. So he thought, well, that's an issue that's important. And so what came out of him saying that's important is class of Newcomb high. Okay. That's not a message. <laughs> that's just cheesy fun. Um, It was worth the time I spent on it, watching it. I didn't feel like I had wasted my life. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's what you want out of a movie, especially a cheesy one. So all I can say is all those people who are rabid fans of Trona, I, I don't think I'll become a rabid fan of the Troma movies, but maybe if I had caught him first as a teenager or in my 20s, I might have. Um, instead of, you know, the old decrepit, broken down man I am today. Um, I might have become a hardcore trauma fan or just watched a, a lot of everything. Um, but yeah, they're entertaining because they're meant to be entertaining because you meant them to make them and put them in theaters and and make money off of them. He didn't have the luxury of feeling like his job was a sinecure. Him and Matt Merckx, I think, who is the other producer, he didn't have the luxury of feeling like his job was a sinecure. He had to hustle and hustle hard to make money. And you got to respect the hustle, man. <laughs> You, you got to respect people who are willing to work hard to make their money, especially people who keep the audience in mind and do it. Sure. See, I won't lie. To talk about my own trauma-esque journey on this show, I saw that Zombie Island Massacre. It's the first one I saw. And... I was thinking, man, this is a great story, but they obviously made this movie to be purely entertaining and, and stuff. And man, I could really draw out the differences between this and that. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. Cause that sounds boring as crap. That sounds like me being boring and lecturing and hectoring. And yeah, maybe it's a quote unquote important issue, but that sounds terrible. And then I thought, man, trauma, everybody says how good those movies are, but I've never seen them. I should go see them. And then I thought, you know, if I watched the two movies I want to see anyway, because uh, I did want to see them before the show anyway. I just hadn't made the time. I said, we could do a show about it, and I bet that would be an entertaining show. So I did the same thing that Lloyd Kaufman did. Um, I, you know, had thought of a message, but I thought, you know what? I will go away from the message. I will go away from the lecture, and I'll go away from this boring whatever and just talk about how fun these movies are. And, yeah, it turns out I'm illuminating the same issues without a boring, 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 boring lecture. So this show is an exercise in kind of the trauma philosophy itself. Uh, 
How meta is that? I'm. I was lost in in my mind palace. That was that was I was blown away. <laughs> and I just thought of that right now. That wasn't like a. Well, anyways, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're just saying things that come to you. <laughs> I was looking to see who had typed that into the comments, and I realized it was you. And I was like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are over time. Do we have anybody who has any? Uh, uh, no outstanding questions. Only outstanding viewers and participants. Ooh, nice. I'm feeling really smug about that. That just came, that just came to me. You should. I'm not even joking. That's not that's not condescension, man. <laughs> I'm dead serious too. Well, um, well, uh, me too. No, it's it's been awesome hanging out and chatting with you. I loved uh, talking about the the terrible B movie we saw and and some of those old classics. Uh, and there's a, I think there's a place in our culture for cheesy schlock every once in a while. It's like junk food. Um, cool hanging out, Teddy Warpig. But I'm done for the week. Are we, are we going to drop the link to Zombie Island Massacre on YouTube into the uh, comments under the video? That's a great idea. We'll do it. Okay. So uh, you I'll guys make sure can. That I'll make sure that link is there. Yeah. So I, I seriously, um, I don't want to raise like the expectations really high, uh, but I thought it was a fun movie, and it's it's I think it's seventy something minutes long. Uh, yeah, closer to eighty. It's with uh, credits and everything. It's great. Um, it's worth spending an hour and a half anyway, near an hour and a half on it. It's just a fun movie and really uh you, you gotta watch it just to see joe oh yeah oh yeah joe's outstanding <laughs> um all right do you have any last words that was it. Thanks for listening, everybody listening live and, and listening later. I hope you check out some of these movies when you're uh, looking to, to kill some time. And, and it was great talking with you guys and, and the chat about online gaming and, and stuff. But I'm done. He's done. He's wiped out. I'm almost the out caffeine. of tea. The, ca the caffeine's run out. <laughs> um, any last words? That was um, it. What you got? I'm trying to remember Fainous last words. At two, Brute, that's all I can think of. Going back in time. I was going to retire. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think of right now. I attack the gazebo. I attack the gazebo. Famous last words. I attack the darkness. <laughs> um, I just want to say thanks to everybody who came in and showed up. Um, this is what I meant. These movies are made to be entertaining, and what's endearing about them is their sincerity. They were made with sincere uh, motivations. They were made to sincerely entertain the audience. They were made 
uh, over the top in a sincere way. They had heart. Uh, they weren't cynical or uh, cash grabby or anything. And that makes even a big violent exploitation movie that's really over the top and cartoonish, that makes it endearing. Even if, you know, you can say, well, that's not as good a movie as X, Y, or Z. I don't care. I make They're fun movies because they were made with uh, sincerity. So, yeah, I enjoyed them. And it's the sincerity. That's what I realized when I was getting ready to go to bed after another late morning of, of work is uh, they're endearingly B-movie schlock because they're sincere. So I want to thank everybody who tuned in live. Uh, and to everybody else, you can catch us on YouTube.com slash GeekGab. YouTube.com slash GeekGab. Uh, also, apparently, uh, Sony didn't take us down for that video, which is great. And uh, also, they have uh, the at least the headline of a YouTube video I saw while I was getting set up for the show said that they were stopping taking people down. So we'll have to check that out and see what I will have to check that out and see what's going on there. Um, and I want to uh, thank everyone who listens later. Uh, you can, if you can't catch us live, you can also catch us on YouTube. We'll, these videos uh, after we're done, will stay up or you can catch us on uh, the iTunes media store. You can catch us on SoundCloud.com or the Google Play Store. And uh, hey, uh, Darnell, I've got a question. I'm all ears. Notice that I rotate which of those stores I mention first every single week. I didn't. I always rotate which of those stores I mention first so that nobody thinks that I have a preference for. Apple over Google or Google over SoundCloud or whatever. Wow. Every single week. <laughs> so that's a peek behind the curtain of your mind. There you go, folks. I, we actually do put care into this show. It just, uh, they're just as small touches that you may not notice. Anyways, you can get us on any of those stores. So you can download us and listen to the device of your choice later. Um, We'll put the link to uh, Zombie Island Massacre uh, below in the description. And uh, I do recommend you check it out. I do recommend you shout out, check out Toxic Avenger and um, the class of Nuke and High. They're, they're fun movies. <laughs> they really are. Over-the-top violence, nudity. Um, but they are sincere in their attempts to entertain you. So um, we are... We're out of here, folks. Sorry about that. Show's got to end sometime. Uh, we are signing off for today. But don't you worry. Don't you fret. We will be back.